With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, this is Jordy Collada from the Jordy Collada Show. Our podcast daily is brought to you by RMB Builders. Give Reb Bourgeois a call today. He is a custom home builder offering both new construction and can remodel in the Baton Rouge area and surrounding areas. They are licensed for commercial and residential construction. They can also handle your office renovation or building maintenance. They're online at rmb-builders.com. They're on Instagram and Facebook at RMB Builders LLC. Rhett Bourgeois and RMB Builders bringing you the Jordy Collada podcast. Welcome in to the Jordy Collada show, driven and powered by Go Chevrolet, live here on this Tuesday. Shout out to our friends over at Go, G-E-A-U-X, Chevrolet.com. If you're in the market for a brand new truck, uh, check out the uh, website or check them out in Laplace, Louisiana at Go Chevrolet, G-E-A-U-X, Chevrolet.com. And of course, Metropolitan Health Group bringing you our phone line. Today, we're going to talk to Jimmy Burrow coming up here at 8 a.m. What a life, Coach Burrow. Heading back to the AFC Championship game, following his boy. Joe is the Bengals headed back to KC against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. We'll talk to Coach Burrow about being in Buffalo last week. How cold was it? What was the point of view like watching the Bengals just chop up the Buffalo Bills as they go back to the AFC Championship game? He'll be here at 8 a.m. via phone call. Then Joe Schwartz will be here, fresh off the plane last night from his hometown, uh, from his home state in Alabama, as LSU women just bludgeoned. Dominated. I mean, like, beat the ever-living hell out of the women's basketball team at Alabama last night. I mean, they broke their spirit. Yeah. They took their best player. Um, who was their best player? I'll find her name. But, I mean, like, they held her to nine points. Angel Reese was guarding her. They held him to 11% from behind the three-point arc in the first half. I mean, do you know how just degrading... And how, I mean, like, what as a coach do you tell your team? And that place cleared out. Oh, you don't man. see the arena. I mean, I mean it looked like a It looked like a JV game. It looked like a good yeah. practice. Well, I think, <laughs> people, I think people kind of knew. Yeah, you know, I think like, they did too. It was almost like a death march right. walking into that thing. Right. Um, but LSU now winners of 20 straight as they are 20-0 and on the season, 8-0 and in conference play. Angel Reese last night, a part of history. She, uh, again last night with a double-double, 14 points, 14 boards. Her 20th straight double-double. She's had a double-double in every single game that she plays. Uh, she has played this year for LSU. She breaks 
Sylvia Fowles' record, which anytime you can break or be in company of Sylvia Fowles amongst LSU women's basketball, I mean, that is royalty. Uh, so for Angel Reese in her transfer season to LSU, uh, an incredible mark she has made on this team, uh, on the program, and uh, really just on uh, LSU women's basketball as a whole. I mean, she has become someone that is, like I said this morning with our friends over at WAFB, and will continue to say about the women's basketball team, uh, but Angel Reese specifically, she is must-watch. I mean, when she's on, when they're playing, uh, she is worth the price of admission. She's worth the ticket. She's worth sitting down and watching on television. She is, uh, she's, she's just a hell of a player. I mean, she's just a... She swatted somebody last night in the paint and had a reaction. And they, you could see, like, the fans behind mm-hmm. her. And, like, they were just like... <laughs> you're like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Like, I, I need to go <laughs> home. This, yeah. this, is, this is unfair. Brittany Davis is their leading scorer. Nine points. Nine points. Isn't that wild? I mean... Um, oh, that's my cousin's name. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's not her, though. <laughs> no, it's not my cousin. <laughs> no. Awesome. Bad day for Davis. Yeah. Terrible. Yesterday, she thought she was going to the WNBA. <laughs> Today? Today, she's asking, do I have any more eligibility after this? Well, what classes do I have I to mean, be in? I mean, 15 and 4, that's not that bad. No, I know. That was what I'm you saying. Know? They broke their, yeah. like, they thought, yeah. you know, last night was kind of like a, a barometer. Yeah. Where are we? I know. We're still at the bottom. Yeah. Can't play with multiple. And I mean, even LSU, they're not, they're not peaking. Right. You know, like, I mean. Yeah. They're just playing basketball right now. This is by like, any means right. I know. You know, I mean. Th- this is them running their stuff. Yeah. And winning like this. Yeah. And they're ranked four, right? Yeah. Did they drop? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stanford beat Utah? Somebody within. Something weird happened to me. Yeah, that. but Stanford has two losses. It was able to jump them because of a win. Yeah. But, I mean, it's all, it's, all, it's all coming down to a yeah. couple of Sundays from now. I cannot, I can't ever remember a more anticipated road season game for this program. I remember the Tennessee game when Simone was here back in 2003. That was as big as it got in women's college basketball here in Baton Rouge. Mm -hmm. And there were some tournament games and some road games that you were obviously watching that Simone and that crew were in tournament games, um, you know, Final Fours and stuff like that. But as far as regular season, road matchup, I can't I can't recall one that has and feels like it's got as much juice as this South Carolina trip for the LSU women that they're taking in a couple of Sundays is going to have to it. I mean, <laughs> I, I've, I've talked to people around town that are going. I know that there's uh, – you know, there's some media people going. Um, it, it's going. It's going to be. It's going to be a, a Final Four type preview. I mean, it's going to have a tournament type feel to it in the regular season. So LSU dominated Alabama last night. I don't want to discount women's sports in any way, but don't you feel like? And I was telling David this last night when we were finishing up watching this game. Don't you feel like Kim Mulkey has put women's basketball on the map for like? Almost like the entire country, like college women's hoops. Like she has to be like a forefather of like 
this gaining as much popularity as it has. I've never seen oh, so many people invested would in women's definitely, basketball. Definitely be on the Mount Rushmore yeah. of the sport. I would imagine that Pat Summit is mm -hmm. probably the lead dog one. And there's probably yeah. some people that we don't know. Totally. Like she played at Louisiana Tech, Kim Mulkey. Yeah. And she played for uh, Barmore, who was like, he's very, you know, yeah. like Louisiana Tech was kind of like UConn, Tennessee right. of their time. Yeah. Louisiana Tech was dominated yeah. women's college basketball. Mm -hmm. I mean, Kim Mulkey was the best player in the state. She didn't even think about going to LSU. Right. You know what I mean? Like she was going to Louisiana Tech the whole time and was the starting point guard on a national championship team her right. freshman year. Yeah. Um, so she's always been timed mm -hmm. right with basketball. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Really, like she was on the women's national team in 84, the yeah. gold medal team. Like she was the starting point guard as a freshman at Louisiana Tech. She was a assistant coach at a very pivotal time during that, that, that point. And then, you know, she begged for the Louisiana Tech job. Yeah. She she was like told the the, the administration she would have taken like a, a, a pay cut, mm -hmm. like uh, of what they initially were talking about offering her. She was like, no, forget it, I'll do it for, for less. And they wouldn't give her the opportunity. And she went to Baylor and, you know, 21 years later and three national championships later, um, you know, she's at LSU. She would absolutely be on the Mount Rushmore right. of women's college basketball. She's not singularly no not at all but, but she's without there. question yes mm -hmm. absolutely There's one of the so dominating personality yeah. and characters of yeah of the game for sure it's a different time for women's sports and women's basketball in general too well and she's she's touched so many um like generations yeah. of it. yeah like mm -hmm. she's touched so many decades yeah. of it i mean like she the 70s she was mm -hmm. the 80s the 90s the two i mean she's she's been so part uh so much a part of just the entire growth of the sport right you know i mean i, I would absolutely no doubt she would be um a very like front and center figure yeah. on mount rushmore yeah i mean it's for super sure. cool yeah. that she's ours i know um <laughs> And they're really just just kind of getting started. Yeah, I know. You know? I That's mean, what's like, amazing. I talked to her on Sunday, and I mean, she's still in the mindset of you know. I hope people don't think that it's just easy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah. like, I mean, just to roll the ball. It's not just rolling the ball out right. and going twenty and zero. You know, what I mean, like, there's. It, it, this is fascinating yeah what they're it doing. Is. i mean they're uh, they're way way ahead of schedule yeah. for, even from from her standards mm -hmm. uh, she even behind, off the record would have not tell would have told you that she would have envisioned being 20 and 0 in the right. second year I mean, right it, she just you know trying to temper expectations that's yeah. dangerous you I know, know. What I mean? when you when you are this good this early mm -hmm. and expectation gets set but in the same vein, I mean, I think that she knows when you bring in the players that she's bringing in, um, you know, those expectations kind of invite themselves. Right. You know, but the the buzz that she has created around this community and around the athletic program is only comparable to what Nick Saban did mm -hmm. in, in, in my lifetime yeah, around here. I agree. It's I mean, like, it was, you know, I mean, LSU football was – it was just, it wasn't forgotten. It was, it was just, it was a sleeping giant. 
You know, I mean, it was just that you never thought you would ever wake up. Mm -hmm. I mean, there were people that were come in here and flirt with it. And, you know, you, you could see and experience the highs of like beating Florida in 97 and, and stuff like that. But you never really thought it was going to overcome and become like a, a true consistent national contender. And Before when Nick. And when he got here, mm -hmm. you kind of realized you were like, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Like, they're getting players that you normally would never have gotten. Right. You know, like, you're getting coaches down here that you normally would never have paid attention right. to. I remember Saban's, it was either his first or second offseason, or it might have been the offseason after the national championship game. I mean, Bill Belichick came down here and spent two weeks. Really? And, like, the story was, like, Belichick and Saban were just, like, hanging out at the LSU facility, just like gutting football. You know what I mean? Just like dissecting football, just like going through it. And you could like see them around town, like TJ Ribs and like, and like they were just, and I remember thinking like, Baton Rouge is like a football hub now. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, it's crazy to think where it was just a couple of years ago to now mm -hmm. the respect that it's getting. And then it started to put people into the NFL. Right. And then it started to have this brand that was growing. That's what the LSU women's basketball program feels like. Yeah. I mean, it feels like it is about to become a national contender consistently. It's crazy. Last week, the story, and I know we talked a little bit about it, so I won't harp on it, but the fact that the the LSU women's program moves into the top five of rankings for the first time in a long time coincides with Baylor falling out of the top 25 mm -hmm. for the longest run consecutively in season in the history of the, the, the rankings. And it's just, it's wild to see that story kind of merge together yeah. in the same week and think about, you know, what's the common denominator there? Right. Right. I mean that, you know, their coach is here. It's wild that one coach can make that big of a difference yeah. and single-handedly change a program, football, basketball, whatever it is. That's, that's why, I mean, I tweeted out yesterday and talk, when I say that, don't ever let anybody tell you that coaching doesn't matter. I know. I think about, I think about you saying that all I mean, the time. don't ever, <laughs> Joe Brady would be another uh -huh. example I would give you of don't ever let anybody tell you that coaching does not matter. Yeah. I mean, LSU had, you got to have players. Right. You got to have good players. You got to have really good players. But when you marry that with really good coaching, that's when you get the highest level of competition. That's what I think you're going to get on Sunday with like Mahomes, Burrow. I mean, even Cincinnati's defense is one of the best coached groups going up against Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that's it's not a coincidence mm -hmm. that they're still alive. Right. You know what I mean? Like that they're still playing. <laughs> yeah. Kyle Shanahan. You know, I mean, what what he's he's able to do. I mean, Kyle Shanahan would be another example. Mm -hmm. Don't ever let anybody tell you that coaching doesn't matter. What were the San Francisco 49ers doing before Kyle Shanahan? I mean, Harbaugh left them. If they they wanted to keep Harbaugh, but it, they they couldn't find who they were going to mm -hmm. to get back to the to win or circle with made one higher right back in it right back in it yeah you know i mean it's 
It's true. It is. Uh, it's fun to watch. Yeah. It's, it really is. Uh, remember, tonight, huh? Men's. What's that? Men's tonight. Do they? Home. I'm, right. <laughs> Are you serious? I, I mean, who do they? Who do they play? Missouri. Oh, let me uh, find out. Yeah. Huh? Um, it's here in the PMAC, right? You tell me. Tonight, Arkansas. It's at Arkansas. At Arkansas. My bad. It's not here. Oh, sounds like a good game. RMB Builders. Remember our friends over at RMB Builders. Katie, tell them about what's going on over there. They are finishing our house up, which is amazing. RMB's the best. Everything looks fabulous. But Rhett is involved in a little weight loss competition with a group of his friends, which is amazing. And it's he's fasting 20 hours. Gross. So they fast for 20 hours. He eats whatever in a four-hour window, and that's it. So it's like one minute. Is I'm he like, hangry all day? I, no, he says he's he says he's so clear headed, which you know intermittent fasting does for you. But he waits and eats like whatever in just a four hour period, wine, food, all of that, and then they're they're they have a money on it, and it's like whoever loses the most in the group wins. The so pot. wait, you have a four hour window, yes. to, and you can eat anything you yeah, want. Yeah, because you fasted all day. Yeah, but I mean, like, still, like, I mean. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could really blow it and eat like an entire king cake <laughs> right. and whatever, you know, like the old 76 or whatever it is. But I don't think he's doing that. I mean, but the yeah, old that's what you do. Yeah, the old 96er, <laughs> not 76er. <laughs> yeah, and I think you can drink during that time. Like whatever you want, it just has to be within those four hours. Wow. So I think they do it through, I don't remember what he said, like through Mardi Gras. So, I mean, you fast 20 hours a day? I, I would don't die. think I could do 20 hours. I, 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 I would die. I don't First off, I mean, I know a lot of people don't like me already, but everybody would hate me if I fasted 20 hours a day. I uh, would be such a prick. Yeah. I mean, I would too. Like, it's I mean, just I like, would just be yeah. so you would be hungry. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Like, yeah, I want to fight tough. if I don't eat all day. I guess I'm, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. It's a mindset. 20, 20 you hours. You put food out of your mind. What if what if you like pass by a food place that you like really like? like Oh my god! I'm folding every time. Well, I was standing on the porch (laughs) with Rat and two of his subs, and they were like, "You want to take us to lunch?" And he was like, "Can't, (laughs) I can't eat until like tonight." Damn! And they're like, "Ah, we're so sick of this fasting thing." But oh god, I would crack within the first hour. Yeah, I mean, no, he acted like it was no big deal. He'll probably win. uh, I bet he'll win. How many in the group? I don't know. I think he said four or five of them. And he said they're doing this through Mardi Gras. Yeah. Oh, my God. His friends were like, what about king cake? And he's like, well, I can eat it in the four hours. Uh, Wow. (laughs) So he's not going to really lose any weight. No, he said they all lose weight doing this. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess. I know. Man, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of people fasted. A lot of people supported it. Yeah. Brock TV, I fast for 16 hours. Yeah. Cody Boudreaux, it's much easier once you've done it for a few days. It Jeez, is. it sounds like torture, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, don't mad. Don't don't worry about the first couple of days if we're electrocuting your nuts. Well, then we're gonna water. Yeah, we're right. gonna waterboard You'll you get tomorrow. Used to it. Well, people are weird about it. They're like, coffee doesn't break your fast, but you have to be careful what you put in your coffee. So like milk could break your fast, but some things oh. don't. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. too scientific. See, now what do you mean? Into I'm not, like... I haven't eaten all day. Well, Leave me alone. It's supposed to like help with brain fog, and I mean, yeah. it's it really is proven to be good for you. I can do it, but not all not 20 hours. Yeah, my brain's yeah, I don't want to knock anything I haven't tried, but I mean, 20 hours. Yeah, that's like that's almost the whole day. Hours? I know people. That's Stuart eight Jilly fasted for like several days one time, and I died. Like I couldn't even believe he was doing. That's 8 p.m. Wow. every yeah. day. Trying to 
Yeah. Squeeze personality in. roller coaster he rides. I, I can know, imagine. Right? <laughs> trying yeah. to squeeze four, like it's trying to squeeze not, three meals in four hours. Messing with you, buddy. Chill out. Chill out, Stewie. Stu, I think he was doing. I think it was a Lent thing for Stuart. Oh. See, like still, a lot of people fasting. A lot of people do it. A lot yeah. of people fasting. Mm-hmm. R and B builders, check them out on Instagram. <laughs> they're, they're fasting and building. <laughs> check them out on Instagram. Uh, Jeffrey uh, Weiner, absolutely love that you're leading off your show with discussion of Lady Tigers. Dad of a young athlete and daughter, LSU needs Lady uh, Ladies D one lacrosse team. Uh, that's my daughter's sport. Love the show from DC. Thank you, Jeff. Thank Thanks for listening, you. man. Uh, look, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not doing it in, intentionally really to, to give women's sports love. They are, they are the buzz of, of the market. They are the buzz of the town. I mean, they are must watch the Tennessee game that's coming up here, which is the next home game. I, I'd imagine is going to be a hard sellout. Oh, yes. I mean, I think that there's going to be 14,000 people. Like there's not going to be a seat available. Mm-hmm. Somebody told me that there's like. Politics, like Steve Scalise, the leader, like the public majority leader of the the House, right? Isn't he like yeah. the Speaker of the House yeah. or something? Was like flying down? That's not surprising. From D.C. to come watch the game. Yeah, I mean, it's why not? Yeah, no, it's I mean, it's the real. hottest ticket in town. It I'm is. telling you, it is, and it's such a fun place. It is to be. must watch entertainment. Yeah, you know, and they've got a big time player in Angel Reese, and they've got you know really good personality, mm-hmm. and it's it's just. And if you are, like Jeff, a parent of a young um, athlete, male or female, mm-hmm. I mean, um, but specifically female, if, if I had a young female hooper, I would, I would live in the Maravich Center mm-hmm. watching this team play. I would also take them to practice. One thing that I don't know if people know, but Coach Mulkey has open practices. Yeah. Like – legitimate op- like you can go sit there and watch her team practice and if you are a young player if you're a young coach if you're a young parent with some time to spare on your hands and can come in and 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 watch practice for a couple of minutes it's really good over the holidays when there's no traffic and places to park when you can kind of walk up to it and just watch it but you know i mean it's a tough task to go to every day but it's something to see mm-hmm. it's it's really cool to watch her run that practice day in day out and just kind of how they flow how she communicates what she expects you know how the players respect her and how she respects her players i mean there's an art of getting them to play at their highest level like she has done for her teams for you know 25 plus years 24 plus years uh brad david katie do you eat or skip (laughs) uh skip breakfast i skip skip breakfast breakfast. unless i'm on vacay Mm. See to me that breakfast is the most non-negotiable meal for me every really? day. I uh, have to have it. See, I'm out on breakfast. I have yeah. to. But vacation. But you haven't you're eaten right. right now. No. You haven't eaten anything. No. Same. I drink coffee. You have any energy? Yeah, I have a lot of energy. You don't I sound think like the it. Breakfast thing is a myth. Like they breakfast. Yeah, I, th- I think it is too. I don't believe that. No, 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 no. Well, no, no, no. You, That's you, your opinion. You can it get is you my a opinion. little. I said I think the breakfast right. thing is a myth. I'm, I'm more of like, but a, that's it for you personally. Like I no, can, I think I for can skip lunch. It is. Like I do believe. What do you, so what? You, which one do you believe is? Is what? Is the most important meal of the day? Just a meal when your body tells you you're hungry. Okay, I can get down with that. But I do feel like the intermittent fasting in the morning, at least, I think there's a lot to that. I don't think you need to force yourself to eat until you're hungry. Like, just listen to your body, I think. 
my opinion. I don't know. I'm just not a big breakfast person. Like, yeah. I now, if like, someone puts a spread of breakfast in right, front of me, I'm gonna eat okay, it. Okay, yes. But like, I'm not gonna not go over there and eat a piece of bacon. Or if you bring in like Chick Fil A minis, like, I'm uh, gonna yeah, eat one. come on now, like, <laughs> that's, that's stealing. Like Chick Fil A is just my right. soft spot. And nobody turns that down. No. But I'm not going there like intentionally. No. no. I mean, do you know what breakfast stands for? Break your fast. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, they're telling you to eat. I'm out. Well, they're telling you a lot of things. <laughs> I mean, have you seen the food pyramid? Like, that's not real. They should flip that thing upside down. It's all government telling you what to do, Jordan. It's all propaganda. Money. It's, it's all, all propaganda. <laughs> Which I will not big fall breakfast. victim of. <laughs> it's just big breakfast. Exactly. Part see, of it. <laughs> I'm more of like a breakfast at night type of guy. Like mm-hmm. okay, I can get Waffle House, that. late I night, love just for anything. I like love breakfast for dinner. <laughs> Andrew Messina said, "My body, my choice." <laughs> <laughs> yes, Andrew. So. <laughs> Breakfast at night is fire, though. It yeah, is. Right. There's nothing better That's than like, breakfast for dinner. Why is that so exciting? It's <laughs> like, God. It smells good. All right. It it's like I have all this breakfast food, but I'm yeah. eating it at night. Yeah. Now I just get to go to sleep. Right. Um, we're going to talk to Joe Burrow's dad here coming up in a couple of minutes, but there is a report surfacing, and this is something that we talked a little bit about <coughs> yesterday, that the Cincinnati Bengals are prepared to make Joe Burrow a franchise quarterback offer two years before his rookie deal expires now this is a five-year deal on burrow there's a player option that the team has the option of picking up which i mean we can all agree right i mean they're going to pick up the quarterback's option that has drove them to the quarter uh, to the super bowl or potentially to the, the the super bowl in the first three years two out of the first three years that he's been under center uh but this comes from ian rapaport as he was reporting and this is over at si that's saying uh, as Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow aims for another shot at the Super Bowl, he apparently is set to earn a huge raise this offseason. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport reports that the Bengals are expected to offer Burrow a huge contract extension. Many teams have used the offseason after their quarterback's third year to sign the player to a contract extension. Example, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray all received extensions ahead of their fourth season in the league. Uh, Burrow's contract, they say, could look something similar to Allen's or Murray's as Allen will earn an average of $43 million per season over the six years of his contract, while Murray is poised to earn an average of $46 million annually over the next five years. Burrow has already established himself as obviously one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Um, as he's got his team knocking on the door of another Super Bowl here in back-to-back season as they go back to the AFC Championship game. Obviously, you have money sitting in front of your face like that. This becomes like the Zion debate, right, where people were like curious about, like, is, is Zion going to pass on that rookie extension? Will he become the first player ever to deny the money from the franchise he is and put his, you know, professional life on the line by going out there without security and possibly getting hurt and then potentially thinking I blew $200 million. Like I sat there and like blew $200 million. And while you, you know, Burrow is going to have a number in front of his face here the next couple of weeks that is just going to be gaudy, right? I mean, something probably around $50 million a season. Think about if he waits two years. 
It would be more. I like mean, the, the, the market's not going down. Yeah. Yep. You know and what Lamar I mean? Still I mean, like from it. Cincinnati's yeah. standpoint, if you're the franchise, you're thinking, we got to sign this guy quick. We'll say, why do you wait? Because you're not sure that you want to stay there. No. Uh, you would wait because either you see something out there that you potentially want, mm -hmm. a life with a coach, a new city. Yeah. Um, or you just want to play the long game. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you just want to say, hey, I'm a bet on myself. But betting on yourself in the NFL is a hell of a gamble. Yeah. Just because. I mean, you know, one snap, your life's over. Right. You know, and from Burrow's standpoint, he's the most sacked playoff appearance quarterback. Um, ever. Like right? He's in the top three ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and for as good as they all are, you know, the greats, you know, it didn't matter how great they were, they broke down mm -hmm. from hits. You know, I mean, if, if you physically got to them and beat them up, it didn't matter how they were built physically. Cam Newton broke down. I thought Cam Newton was a – a football terminator. I, I never thought that he would, his body would break down. He just, he was just bigger, stronger, and faster than everybody. But the hits accumulated on him. Mm -hmm. I mean, he took hits going back to even like college. And while Burrow doesn't, he, he still, he knows how to take a hit. He doesn't take like wide open shots. They still have their, their lingering effects on him. And he's great. And for as long as he's upright and healthy, you got a prayer to win it all, mm -hmm. right? But there's no way he can play the next two years in the style that they have allowed him the first three. And I'm saying that's because of just the people around him. And I know that they've gone out and spent money, and I know that they brought in free agent offensive linemen, two new tackles, a couple of interior guys, or they've lost two tackles. They signed two interior guys and Lyle Collins in the offseason, lost two of those guys. They lost three offensive linemen, including Jonah Williams, their first-round pick a couple of years back that was playing tackle for him. So, I mean, look, the luck has just been crappy mm -hmm. for Burrow, Cincinnati, and that offensive line. Now, they played over their skis last week in Buffalo. I don't know if they can do it two weeks in a row against, you know, an opponent like Kansas City. Maybe they can. You know, but Burrow really was doing last weekend what, Bur what, what, what Burrow does best. He was hiding the weaknesses of his, his group. He knew his offensive line was bad. Did you see the report that came out? Average throwing time for Burrow on Sunday, 2.5 seconds. He held on to the football. Think about that. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, ball's gone. Josh Allen was holding on to the ball over three seconds on Sunday. Think about the day that Josh Allen had compared to the day that Joe Burrow had. I mean, Allen was beat up. Burrow was clean and a winner. He knows how to protect himself and protect his team. He, like I said yesterday, I mean, we could be having this discussion a decade from now, and you could look at Joe Burrow as potentially and plausibly as one of the greatest NFL quarterbacks ever. If he's not, he could be in the discussion of just where his, where his, his career has started in the first three years of his career. He's taken his team two out of the first three years to – the AFC title game once to the Super Bowl? I mean, the science says in the game, if you just keep him healthy, you got a shot. 
mean, like, you know, it's like Brady. If you just have him on your team, you got a chance to win. Like, you've done the hard part. You got him. Now go get the people around him and just keep him alive. <laughs> Same goes for Burrow. And I know that he's got weapons. And I'm not saying that he's, you know, by any means ignored of, of what he, he's asking for. He's going to take the money. Mm-hmm. He's going to sign the contract. He would, right? He's got to. Mm-hmm. There's no way as a NFL player you could look at that money and say no to it because it might be let's let's be conservative or you know be liberal here and say 20 million dollars more a season yeah. in 2 years. You right. know? I mean, conservatively 12 million more. You know? I mean, when it's 50 million a year and you're paying me that for five to six seasons, mm-hmm. and I'm making, you know, even after taxes, I'm making a couple hundred million? Yeah. I mean, damn. What about Jamar? Do they offer him as well? Uh, Jamar yeah. will be making, you know, I mean, Jamar's going to make $20 million a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you look at what the wide receiver market is right now. I mean, Jamar, if he's not the best wide receiver in the league, Justin Jefferson is. But will they offer him a contract? Yes, like he absolutely. He can't so do he it yet, So he could be locked though. in as well. But he can't do it yet, right? Yeah. He's a be year like behind yeah. Burrow. So next right? year. So his contract is a five-year deal, and he's on the second season of it. Okay. Right, and he's making. But what's Joe well, one? Joe's on his third. Well, okay. the co- the contract's really four. Yeah, it's a four-year deal, but it's a, it's a fifth-year okay. option that the team has the option of picking up. Okay. Right, and you would say at the life of both of those guys right now, the team's going to pick up the option. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, the best wide receiver in the is Devonte Adams is making twenty-one million a year. DeAndre Hopkins is making 19 million. I mean, Mike Thomas is making 20 million a year. Mm-hmm. That's right now. Yeah. Jamar's market is going to be set in three years when Justin Jefferson has been paid. Jefferson's going to break the market. Yeah. I mean, he's, yep. his contract is coming up here, and Minnesota probably wants the same as what Cincinnati's doing. Mm-hmm. We need to get out in front of this yeah. because, first, if we don't pay him and he gets out on the open market, we're going to lose him. Right. Second off, if we get to the table with him at the end of his contract, He's going to bend us over. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? <laughs> and we got to pay this guy now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we got to stop the market. You know what I mean? We've yeah. got to, like, pay the market now rather than wait until what it's letting him set it. Right. Um, it's just, you know, I mean, the numbers in this sport are God, I know. crazy. It's, it's just amazing. It's it really crazy. Is. It really the is. Number in, the number and just the money <laughs> in this sport. I mean, like, I was talking to John Brady the other day. I mean, and at one point in my life, I thought I was going to be a basketball coach. There was a two-year stretch where I was like, there's no doubt about it. I'm going full force basketball coach. I saw the way, like, Brady, you know, like, he, he just, he loved it. He was passionate about it. But he missed a lot of stuff. And he would tell you that. I'm not saying anything that he wouldn't tell you. I mean, he was just either out recruiting, out, you know, uh, practicing, out, you know, just doing what it takes to put a college basketball program together. But he missed a lot of his things of his kids growing up right I mean they were still around and they got a great relationship but that's just kind of the 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 trick of the trade you know I mean that's kind of the that that comes along with 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 being that trade and I kind of thought to myself I want that you know I mean if I do have kids I want to be in there I I want to see that stuff I want to go to Jay's game on a Sunday afternoon when there's college basketball being played you know I mean I I, you couldn't do that if you were a coach Mm -hmm. you just it it doesn't allow you to do that I want to do that if I'd have known then 
that they were paying him two and a half, three million bucks, I might have, I might have considered it more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like really and truly. I mean, like I, when, when like, you know, a guy like, and this is, I love my guy. You know, I'm not taking a shot, but I mean like Will Wade at 36 years old was making $2 million a year to coach basketball. Mm -hmm. At that time, his resume didn't say anything about having any accolades at a point where you would pay a guy like that. When I was thinking about coaching the game, you know what I mean? Brady got a big extension right at the end of that was paying something like $900,000 a year. And I thought, man, that's incredible money for the LSU basketball coach. But I mean, just the amount of money now within sports, within, you know, pro sports, within college sports, within quarterback money. Yeah. I mean, like the quarterback market is nuts. And really and truly, they're playing two-hand touch. The fact that Patrick Mahomes got hurt, you could see that official. Like, did you see the the official was like, get up, get up, man. Like, Wait, get did, up. Like, I mean, dude, this is going to be on my watch. Was that when the official said, hey, everybody shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, he was like, dude, like, he like took his hat off. I was like, dear God. Let me think about this. Please. God, I have not asked for much in my life. But I know that Goodell and the aliens are watching right now. Patrick Mahomes, get up. Good get up. up Bezos are watching I mean get off of the field right now Bezos hit him on the low phone you have a hitman waiting at your room right now Goodell get him up Patrick get him Mahomes up. does not get up your life and your family's lives are over yeah. click Patrick get off of the Jeez. field right now what shot did they give him oh I mean I mean I, they gave him the NFL shot Goodell, give him this. We will not have Chad Henney playing in the Super Bowl. Wrap it up. I mean, dude, Arden Key might be out of the league next year. They might, they might, they might put Arden Key in Taiwan playing football next season. I mean, like, you may never hear of Arden Key ever again. NFL Mexico. Like, who do you think you are, Arden, doing your job and tackling somebody in yeah. the open field? He should never do this. Because he hurt him, dude. Yeah. He hurt Patrick Mahomes. The two plays after Mahomes made that play, when he was not taped up, was not shot up, before he got out of that game, you could see that dude could not pick up his foot. He was, like he was dragging his ankle. And he was arguing with Andy yes. Reid to get back in the game. Like, and like, he, I'm not going in the back and get, dude, dude, go get the x-ray. Go get tape. Like, just go. That's like, the NFL scary. has got the concoction for you waiting on the table. You will be able to play, for God's sakes. You won't be able to walk when you're 45, but <laughs> you right will now. be able to play for the next three hours. <laughs> now go get this shot. Make sure our ratings do not fall, and let's go win the Super Bowl, bro. Football's Will a tough he game. be 100% Sunday? No. No chance. You don't think so? No. High ankle sprain, Katie? That's no. like a three-week. He's four hurt. Well, then advantage Bengals. He is hurt. If he, like right now, that thing looks like that boxing glove. Yeah, it's yeah. just fat. I mean, it is like a yeah. grapefruit. I mean, his ankle is, he's hurt. Why is everybody wondering then? Why is that the biggest uh, question? Will he be 100% on Sunday? But are they really wondering? Like, I nobody's mean, really no. saying because if you know, people know. Yeah, if you know about a high ankle sprain, you uh -huh. know that he's not 100%. And he's not well, going to be 100% they're pushing that narrative Sunday. then. Will he or won't he? Yeah. Well, the biggest the, question. They have to push the news. What, yeah. 
That's their job. Yeah, no, well, he would be 100% or not. No, he is not saying. 100%. Like, not close. Probably like 30%. He is well, very, very hurt. How are y'all betting on that game? I'm not betting on shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be watching. Are I you betting t- on it? No, I'm okay. not. But I would take Cincinnati. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. Cincinnati. I mean, my heart drives me there. But I mean, like, the fact that he's hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, that guy is, he is hurt. You mm-hmm. can tell. Just look at the immediate snaps that he took directly after that. That's that's what's wrong. You know what I mean? That's what the problem is. And yeah. it doesn't take much to tweak that thing. Right. Like, all it takes is a little bump on it, mm-hmm. and it's back to where mm-hmm. it was last week. Mm-hmm. But he's definitely playing. A yeah. lot of people are poking you wanting to know if schools are going to be closed today. They really want your opinion on this. I mean, are the schools? Cool? I saw Caparato's I mean, report yesterday. My kids school this is close why today. I think Caps in. This yeah. is why. Are you all kidding? All day? Yeah, uh, it might not be Early all day, but I know school. like they don't have like any after school activities today. They canceled all practice and games. So we have a game, a basketball game tonight. Girls basketball, Episcopal versus Lakeshore, and they canceled yesterday. Lakeshore did. Well, they they, they have to make a trip. Yeah, they do. But and like they canceled yesterday like, afternoon. We were all like, "Is it rain? Going to rain?" Like, yeah, no, I, I, like, I, yeah like that's the thing. Like that's that's the part that gets me. Like <laughs> it's not even raining. Well, I just never. I, I I I'm like, what's going on? It's not supposed you know? to I mean, hit like, here till like seven o'clock tonight. Well, it's like spotted. It's like spotted thunderstorms. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like not consistent. <laughs> we're gonna cancel school. <laughs> no. I just, swear, just imagine that like school board phone call. Just. I know. So they're thinking about canceling school. Every time. There's a storm in Texas. <laughs> Shut down Louisiana. You got, it's coming. You got one person sitting <laughs> sitting. Now they're probably looking at it in Zoom. You know, everybody's just probably like, <laughs> Karen, you here? <laughs> 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 like, We're off. <laughs> you know, like, just like, <laughs> no school. Send the email out. We're done. <laughs> Send out the text messages. I know, right? Like, all right. I mean, it's like the Panamski tape, dude. We're dead here. Yeah. Well, upon further evaluation of that tape, that is that Jacques Doucette standing behind Panamski. He's next to run. Oh God, it was about to that get is less miles at the finish line with a cup of coffee. Are you kidding? Go back to the tape. Bring it up right now. Any of that, that is less miles. He's got a hand in a pocket. Oh, sipping on a cup oh, of coffee. God. Talk. That's who Derek is talking to as he's kicking his leg out on the hammy. I didn't even notice that because I was so caught. One of the old media Derek. members that was there, dude, was saying he was watching the show yesterday, and they were in the middle of a meeting, and he was like, had the volume down, and he saw the video, and like he was like, I gotta go listen to this. He was like, I gotta go listen to this. I gotta go listen to this, and he like excused himself from the meeting. And he he was like, dude, I'm sitting there dying. And he was like, if you go back and watch that video that y'all showed on that deal, he was like, I remember, I remember watching that video live. He's like, that is Jacques behind Derek. Look at Jacques. Look at Jacques. Look at Jacques. Look at Jacques. Let it roll, Stewie. Let it roll. Let it roll. Let it roll. Let it roll. Here comes the tumble. Now stop it right. Stop it right. Look at the camera. Stop it right. Can let it go, Stewie. Let it go, Stewie. Let it go. Stop it right. Boom! Look at Les Miles. Look at Les Miles. 
What is he wearing? This he looks is, like a look, creep. That's a defensive line assistant coach to Brick Haley <laughs> with the stopwatch there running the finish line. <laughs> so Les look at Les, guy. dude. Like, look at Les's. Look at his. First off, look at his posture. He's looking at Derek like you. Sack. He really is. Oh, really potato, is. bro. He looks like he's like. Terrible. I mean, like look you're the Derek lead dog for the media members. <laughs> I mean, like look at. He said, dude. He was like, he probably <laughs> said, like your Polish <laughs> prince, like, dude, like this is. I didn't notice any of that because you, you just notice his boobs. Is that as unreal? He runs. Is that it's like look at Les, look at his stance? It's like is that time. such a power stance? Yeah. Like it's just like, like all the time when you mess up in a game and your coach I mean, is just that is, a, on that, you. is that is that is the boss from office. Oh face. yes, it is. I mean that exactly. is like where are my TPS reports? Exactly, it is. <laughs> it's like no expression on his face at all. I didn't get those TPS reports last night. Yeah, have them on my desk by nine thirty. Thank you, Panamski. Let me have a word with you, please. Look at him clutching his hamstring, dude. The getting up when he kicks his when he kicks out is the best part. That is the best part. And he's got a ripped hammy at the time. I mean, like that is. Jock saw him running. He got nervous. That's a young Jock. Look at look at look at JD. How can you look, look at? How can you get past? That's Moscona walking up. <laughs> oh God! That is Moscona walking look at up. The guy laughing with the camera <laughs> on the sideline though. He starts dying out laughing as soon as he falls. That was awesome. Look at Les. <laughs> he gets a post gamer. Like. <laughs> Making fun of him like this. We're not even making fun of him. It's just all of the characters <laughs> around this moment, man. Well, I, I mean, like this moment. Kitty. The fact that Darren Aaron is in this thing is amazing. Darren this, Aaron. <laughs> this guy Lumberg. <laughs> this guy fell on his ass into the best job he'll ever have in his life. Less Lumberg. <laughs> Wow. Mop is back there probably like, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, get this man out of here. That ace fan What a day. The way it's like taped around him, like pushing his boobs down is amazing. What a day. I oh, mean, they like, sent him straight to the training room. Oh, they had to. I mean, they were like, somebody get this guy. Look at the EMTs. Like, in look the at back. the cops. <laughs> the cops. What happened? Some media member tried to run the 40. <laughs> Broke his collarbone and ripped his hamstring. You got to be shitting me. Les Miles was at the finish line drinking coffee. <laughs> I mean, Les is resting that cup of coffee on his chest like like just a CEO, dude, just a boss. <laughs> like, what was he wearing? Les Lumberg, dude. What a name. Oh, my goodness. That was so amazing. That is unreal, oh, dude. So Shout out cringy. to my guy. I was like, dude, can I give you a shout? He was like, no, dude, not because I was in a meeting. Who? <laughs> the guy yesterday who was like, that's oh, the video. He was like, dude, break guy. that video yeah. down. He was like, that jock behind <laughs> Penamsky. He was like, I swear that's less miles at the finish line. I was like, no way. No way. That's no. so great. That is so great. Miles. I can't believe I've never seen that before. Uh, remember Daily, we're brought to you by Barker Brothers Plumbing and Works. Barker Brothers Plumbing and Works. Get in touch with them today. At, uh, you can call them. No website. 225-776-2431. 225-776-2431. Mention the show and save 15% from our friends over at Barker Brothers Plumbing and Works. They are number one in a number two business. Number one in a number two business. They got a couple of trucks here in East Baton Rouge Parish every day. So if you want to give them a call, you can get some help over here in Baton Rouge from them. 
225-776-2431. Barker Brothers Plumbing and Works. We'll be back with more of the Jordy Collada Show. We're going to talk to Jimmy Burrow coming up here at 8 a.m. And we're also going to talk to Joe Schwartz, LSU women's basketball assistant. We'll talk to Coach Schwartz about the Lady Tigers. Angel Reese, a uh, really nice win last night on the road against the Crimson Tide. 20-0 right now, a top five team. Lots to talk about with Joe coming up here at about 8.15 this morning. Make sure and hit that like button, share button, comment button if you don't mind for us. If you have not already subscribed to the channel, make sure and hit that subscription. If you're looking to know when we go live, just hit that bell and you'll be notified when we go live here at the Jordy Collada Show. Also, our podcast. Remember, anywhere you get audio podcasts from, you can catch the Jordy Collada Show and all of our properties here mic'd up along with everybody else. So make sure that you are uh, downloading our podcast daily uh, wherever you check out your podcast and get them daily from uh, uh, from over here at FM Digital Media. Uh, we'll be back with more of the Jordy Collada Show, driven and powered by Go Chevrolet. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, welcome back here to the Jordy Collada Show, driven and powered by Go Chevrolet Live here on this Tuesday, Tuesday morning. Tuesday, Tuesday morning. Uh, hit that like button, share button, comment button if you don't mind. If you have not subscribed, make sure to hit that subscription button for us. As we will be here with you for uh, about forty-five more minutes, we're going to talk to Joe Schwartz, who's the LSU assistant basketball minutes. coach. <laughs> don't y'all think we're staying till nine? Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to shake the nine. I'm trying to shake the nine. <laughs> Uh, remember about our early. friends at City Cafe, citycafebr.net. I mean, there's just not as much to talk about. There's not. Oh, like, sports is kind of... I went into the document this morning and saw you went in there, and I, I was did. like, oh, hell yeah. And then I was like, I have nothing to add. Could like, I, I was, I was like, Googling, and I was like, there's nothing more to add. What can I, what can I do it's for crazy. you? You don't want to force it. I know. Uh, all right, we're awaiting our friend uh, Jimmy Burrow to come through here. As uh, looking forward to talking to Coach, but our friends over at City Cafe, remember citycafebr.net, located on O'Neill and George O'Neill's. Told you we celebrated little Jay's birthday there a couple of weeks ago. Went to the uh, the basketball team. Uh, the parents had a room to ourselves. It was cool. If you need that for uh, birthday or some meeting space for lunch today, uh, Cody and Squeaky, the crew Dirk over there can take care of you. O'Neill and George O'Neill, uh, and you can uh, see the. Uh, the online menu at uh, ca- uh, citycafebr.net, citycafebr.net. Uh, all right, so uh, the Cincinnati Bengals heading back to the AFC Championship game, and this is something that I want to talk to Coach about. Uh, he is uh, a, a really good resource for us, and obviously he's Joe's dad, so he's going to not offer up any type of bulletin board material, and we're not asking for any, but 
the way that Cincinnati has played against Kansas City over the last, you know, three times here and having three straight wins over Mahomes, including the AFC title game last season, um, what that does for you mentally, I mean, just from a coaching standpoint, coach has got a long time uh, background as a coach, so lots to get into. What's the record with, with Burrow versus Kansas City? Three and Bengals and okay. Well, with, with Joe. Yeah, with Joe. Um, which is something. Yes, you know? it is. I mean, like, that's just. It's, it's huge. It, nobody else can say that. Right. I mean, they, they are, they're the dragon mm-hmm. in the league that everybody's trying to slay. And, I mean, Burroughs did it three times. Yeah, that's yeah. wild. It's like, I like this Pat Mahomes dude, huh? <laughs> is this the guy you're talking about? <laughs> is this the guy that throws sidearm? Him? Oh, all right. I mean, it just, uh, I, I, I think. That that mentally in sports, man. It is a thing. That's a thing. Look, my high both school, sides. Yeah. My high school both has sides a, has a thirty year losing your streak eyes to our rival. Thirty. Thirty years, coach. Oh, thirty years. Oh, wow. Wow. Like they every year, it's like the biggest deal ever. They make oh, us practice on a Sunday. Oh no. They do oh, all kind oh, of like no. it's like Alabama with less miles, mm-hmm. coach. Oh, like it no. it was bad. No. They see that red and it's just mm-hmm. mm. tuck the tail. Mm-hmm. Mm. Let's go home. <laughs> For real. I believe it. Like, they did this bad all four years. It was, I want to say we might have put up 20 points total. Damn. That's tough. Yeah. Um, it's horrible. All right, so we're going to talk to Coach here coming up here. And then we're going to talk to Joe Schwartz about uh, the LSU women's team. Do we have? No, Coach? Coach is not here yet. Uh, Coach, I need you to... Remember when he invited us to come up there and Click visit and get a tour of Joe's apartment, see all the memorabilia? <laughs> Wait, so Joe still lives in her apartment? I mean, this was last year. Maybe probably a condo. Yeah. Joe's, Joe's a low-key guy. Well, I mean, you're probably never home, really, right? Yeah, but like, still, like, when you go home, you want to be, like, yeah. comfortable. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I can see Joe being that type of guy. Like, condo what? guy? Yeah, just give me a condo. I don't need, I don't need the house thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I... You know, cutting any grass? Yeah, I don't have, a, I don't have kids. <laughs> he doesn't have kids, so no. it's not like he needs a house. Yeah, but I guess you do when you run into that kind of money. That is kind of one of the first things you do, right? Yeah. You buy the huge house, even yeah. if it is just you because you're an athlete. Yeah, but, I mean, Joe's not like that. You know? I guess not. Jamar's dressing him, though, every week. You for think sure. so? You think? Yeah. yeah. Him and Jamar are like neighbors. Betty calls Condo him. neighbors. But he calls him before the game, like, Jam, I got, look. FaceTime him? Yeah. What do you think about this fit? <laughs> right. I got these fits out. You let me know. And Jamar's like, ah, Joe, you can't uh, wear that. Yeah. Maybe the hoodie with those shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Not those. <laughs> Try the other pair. <laughs> got him. All right. Let's go see the man. Uh, Coach Jimmy Burrow, what a great weekend to be alive and to be a Bengals fan here. I can't imagine what the Bengals' euphoria must be right now going to back-to-back AFC title games. There's our guy. Mm-hmm. It, is, uh, it is great to see you. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm good. I didn't, I didn't realize we were uh, on, a, on a video here. Oh. I didn't clean up for it. No, well, you look great. You look fantastic. <laughs> I'll show you the background. Hey, you see that picture that. there? Yeah. Bama, baby. There's a good one. Yeah, that's a great one. Look at that Aww, one. Oh, look at that. The iconic shot right there. You better go get one of a, of a slow, uh, of a slow uh, a snow Laden Field in Buffalo. That was that's got to be one of the biggest wins in Cincinnati's franchise. Tell me the, the the win from your point of view. Just what Sunday was like as they just demolished Buffalo in in Orchard Park in Orchard Park. 
Well, anytime you can go to a place like Buffalo, uh, winter, snow, cold, playoffs, playing a great team, and, and basically uh, uh, start out like Joe did. Uh, the, he, you know, he likes number nine, so he was num- nine of nine, and uh, <laughs> uh, O-line was, was unbelievable, the whole team. And, uh, you know, there were still doubters. There still are doubters, and uh, uh, they kind of just their own – on a mission to prove everybody wrong. You know, Joe likes that chip on his shoulder. And, uh, uh, but it was a big win for, for Joe, the team and, and, uh, and, and the whole Bengal uh, organization. Now coach, you were there, right? Did did you make a trip to Buffalo? Oh yeah. We, we, we go to every game. Absolutely. So (laughs) you, you've, you've seen and coached in some cold environments and Joe has probably (laughs) played in cold environments being from that part of the country. How cold was Sunday? And and what is, (laughs) What does that do for him? Well, it doesn't seem to bother him. I mean, uh, you know, he'd be more concerned if it were uh, rain and, and, and even wind to a certain extent. Uh, so uh, doesn't doesn't really talk much about the, the, the elements, the, the weather. Um, and we were in a suite, so we were we yeah, were uh, warm. We actually opened that it had a it was a suite where you can open uh, the window halfway and we we like uh the crowd noise and and being a part of that so we we had it open and so we were able to experience some of the weather but uh we, we could stay warm too so uh, it was a great day some of the shots of the bills home crowd coach was incredible i mean like just <clears throat> what what he did to them within the first 12 minutes of that game i mean they, they probably walked into that arena thinking that they were going to the afc title game and within Within 30 minutes, they knew that they were they were in serious trouble. Uh, th- that had to be pretty gratifying to be in that arena and see that up close. Yeah, I mean the, the initial drive uh, somewhat took the crowd out of it uh, right right away. Um, you know, then then we're able to stop them, which just added to to the to the crowd not not being into it. Drive down to get another touchdown. So. Um, uh, and, and that's a that's a great atmosphere. Uh, that's the first time I'd ever been there. And and uh, you know they they tried to get it going at times, but our but our defense uh, mm-hmm. uh, would, would just just played an unbelievable game. Lou Anarumo is the defensive coordinator, and and uh, uh, was fantastic. So uh, uh, you know it was it was just a, a good four quarters of, of football for the Bengals. Yeah, I was going to ask you about Coach uh, Anarumo. <clears throat> because I know that you have a, a really good relationship with him and the challenge he has this weekend going up against Mahomes for the fourth straight time. Coach, this is a, a game that Cincinnati is going back to for the second year in a row, going to the same place in Arrowhead. How much in being there last year helps going back again this year? Well, I think anytime you can experience uh, experience uh, that crowd at Kansas City, and, and uh, which – Joe and the, and the guys did last year. It helps. Uh, even last week, going on the road at Buffalo with another uh, hostile crowd helps. And I think the weather is, is actually going to be worse in Kansas City, from what I, I've been reading, than it was in the, in Buffalo. So uh, experience helps. Uh, we, we got an experienced uh, team and coaches. So, uh, uh, you know, those guys will be ready. You have coached a ton of football for a lot of years. Coach, can you talk about the mental aspect for this thing? I mean, 
The fact that Cincinnati, Joe, in this game is 3-0 and versus Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes, that means something on both sides, right? Or is that too much to read into at this level? Well, I think it comes down to, to, to really just this particular game. I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they're 3-0, and and people say it's, Joe's 3-0 and against Patrick, but, but, you know, it's the Bengals that, that are 3-0 and against the Chiefs. And uh, uh, so, I mean, in confidence-wise, I'm, I'm sure they're confident. They know they can do it. But, you know, it's Joe would tell you it's a different team this year than it was last year. Mm-hmm. And the Chiefs would would tell you the same thing. So uh, it'll just be back to your normal coaching cliches: uh, protect the ball and 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 try to create uh, turnovers with your defense. And uh, uh, and that that's that's the way you win big football games. So it'll that'll be a key on Sunday. Kind of reminiscent of 2019, watching him play on Sunday. Coach, he was getting the ball out of his hand very quick. They averaged 2.5 seconds for Joe getting the ball out of his hand. That had to be the game plan going in, obviously, with that, that new offensive line. Those guys played great up front, but yeah. Joe did his part as well. Yeah, and that goes to <clears throat> to Zach Taylor and and uh, Brian Callahan, the offensive coordinator. They, I, I knew they'd have a plan to, to uh, uh, attack Buffalo's defense, and, you know, they're, they're confident in that offensive line. So uh, – that that's a good thing, and they they did get the ball out quick. Joe got it out quick. Uh, anytime you can get the ball to to Jamar for sure uh, on some of those quick passes, he's one of the harder guys to tackle as a receiver I've ever seen, and he, and he keeps making people miss. And uh, and we're able to run the ball, which was yep. uh, certainly a part of of the game plan. And that's where you know the O line really really stood out not only uh, there but certainly pass protection also frank pollock is the uh, offensive line coach and just did an amazing job there's a good little uh, video out there of him uh, bragging on these guys there late in the game on the bench so uh, uh, you know they did a great job um very confident group right now coach winners of 10 straight anytime you can win 10 straight in that league is an an incredible (laughs) An incredible feat. What, what's what's the mindset like of, of this group, just kind of from your vantage point? <clears throat> well, they've done a good job of staying in the moment, uh, game to game, uh, not not looking ahead, not not looking even even behind. So they just uh, go about their business. It's a it's a great team of uh, uh, not just great players, but but guys with great character. Uh, they know uh, what it takes to prepare. And you know everybody's going to be ready uh, on on Sunday, and everybody has the the will to win, so to speak, on 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 mon- Sundays. But the will to prepare to to win during the course of the week is 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 not everybody's mindset, but but it is for sure with with Joe and and uh, the rest of the team. Um, you can offer great insight on this because you're for, you've been living in this part of the country for such a a long time. People have to be walking on clouds, right? I mean, like this has got to be euphoria for this this fan base. Yeah, I mean, uh, and it, and it's really it's grown uh, in Ohio. It's it's grown in uh, Louisiana. Uh, you know, we have a lot of ties in Nebraska, so we have uh, uh, a lot of fan base growing in in Nebraska. 
a, a lot of people around here, especially some of our friends that are retired, uh, go down to, to a place called the Villages in Florida, and they they started taking over a, a bar on Sunday Sundays with about five or six uh, people, and uh, I just got off the phone with my friend, and now Bengal fans have grown to 30 on Sundays wow. at this particular bar. It became wow. a Bengal bar. That's so, uh, you know, that's uh, people like Joe, people like like the Bengals, and uh, uh, and 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 the team is is really. Uh, appreciates everybody's support for sure. Uh, I hate to ask a fanboy question, Coach, but this is something that I thought about yesterday, or, or actually Sunday, and watching this. That LSU, a decade from now, back we might have this conversation, could look back and, I mean, plausibly, right now, you you, you think you could possibly have watched the one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, you know, come through your program. If we have this conversation a decade from now, if we're just having and going off of what he's accomplished to this point you've got great history in the game. You've been around it for so long. Could you have ever envisioned watching your son play at this level like he, he has become? Because you can see the respect that now right. everybody has for him. I mean, he is in the, he's in the, the class that, that, that I guess he's, he's always wanted to be in. Yeah, I mean, it's still uh, amazing to, 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 to listen to, to, to different people uh, on, on TV talk about it. Uh, even just to, to to watch the games and, and see how Joe handles the the pressure and and uh, uh, is able to play at a very high level and so that's that's incredible uh, you know goes back to, to LSU always 2018 was a was a learning experience 2019 uh, the greatest uh, college football team that's ever been ever. and really from that point on. Uh, I think his confidence has has really been been unmatched uh, uh, for for a quarterback because once once they got the team around him that uh, that the Bengals uh, did with 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 all the weapons and the defense. I mean, it's it really grows every week the the camaraderie of that team and and uh, uh, they 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 love to prepare. As I said during the week, they have fun. Then on Sundays, they just let it go. Yeah. Uh, there are reports that the Bengals want to get this contract done as fast as possible. I'm sure they do uh, at this point, Coach. It's, uh, it is great to see you. It is great to, uh, to hear from you. What a week to be a Burrow. I can't imagine what Kansas City is going to be like Sunday in that environment, watching, watching Joe take a snap with the Super Bowl on the line again. Thank you for the time, as always. All right. Go Bengals and go Tigers. Who day? Always, Coach. Thank you, man. Tell our best to Robin. See you. All right. Thanks. There he is, Coach Jimmy Burrow this morning, checking in from Cincinnati as uh, they get ready for another trip to the AFC title game to go watch their son Joe play this weekend against Kansas City. That conversation brought to you by our friends down at Katie's Restaurant in New Orleans. Katie's Restaurant in Mid-City. Katie'sInMidCity.com is where you can find them online. Remember, a great neighborhood dive. Great spot to get the feel of New Orleans down there on Iberville Street with a great uh, very extensive menu to choose from if you want to. St. Louis style pizza down there. Uh, but remember, you'll always go in there and find somebody you know. Scott Craig, tell him we said hello. Sent you here from the Jordy Collada Show. We'll come back and talk LSU women's basketball here as the ladies roll last night in T Town. Just beat the ever living hell out of Alabama. I mean, beat the soul out of Alabama's program. They're 20 and 0 right now. 
They got a big one versus Tennessee coming up at home in the next couple of weeks. We're going to talk to Joe Schwartz about that, their assistant coach here, coming up next here on the Jordy Collada Show, driven and powered by Go Chevrolet. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Welcome back here to the Jordy Collada Show. Driven and powered by Ghost Chevrolet. Shout out to our guy, Jimmy Burrow, for stopping in here. Week of the AFC title game. As uh, Joe and the boys taking on Kansas City this Sunday. Going to be fun to watch them. Speaking of Joe, Joe Schwartz, the assistant director of basketball operations over with the LSU women's basketball team. And they got back late last night. Sounds like they were lucky to get back uh, (laughs) alive as uh, the Tigers beat up on Alabama. Anytime LSU can beat Alabama, it's always a good thing. Anytime you can destroy Alabama, it's even better. And that's what they did last night. 89-51. Angel Reese made some history she got her 20th double-double of the season, snapping a record held by Sylvia Fowles within the LSU women's program, which is basketball royalty around here. We welcome in Joe Schwartz to the conversation as he's in studio with us. What a great move, bro. I know it was late last night. Appreciate you waking up with us. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you all for having me. It was a late night, but I'm used to those and... Just glad we made it home safe. A little bumpy, but we're here. <laughs> uh, cool night for you, though, right? Went home? Uh, mom's home. Mom's yeah. from Alabama. Um, went to high school in Alabama. Went to college at Alabama. Her brother went there. Her sister went there. Um, so it was a nice little beatdown for, yeah. for mom's team. <laughs> That's right. But I know she's happy. She She's a big LSU women's basketball supporter. And anytime the baby's doing good, she's happy. Uh, that number is growing of LSU women's basketball supporters. I'd imagine when y'all tip it off against Monday night against Tennessee that this thing's going to probably be a hard sell. I'd, I'd anticipate probably 14,000-plus in that, in that arena. What, have you felt the buzz this season kind of boiling with the, with the program? Definitely. I think the buzz really since the end of last year um, with those two tournament games that we were able to host at home really started to spark a lot of interest for people who had never been to a game before. Um, we've sold more season tickets than we did last year. Um, but as people are going to start to see on social media this week and um, as they'll start to hear on TV and radio, whatever, this isn't a desperate plea to get people to come watch one game against Tennessee. It's sure. going to be a big game. We want to sell it out. But um, this is a chance to showcase some great women's basketball. I mean, last night we go on the road to a pretty hostile environment. LSU fans showed out. It was incredible. We went by 38. And can't ask for much more, but um, biggest message is come see a, a special product on the court Monday night. I mean, there's not many tickets left. I think we've got less than 3,000 left. Um, so buy tickets for family, friends. If you want to get a group together, I think tickets today are 20% off since we're 20 and 0. Um, they're only like $5. So um, coach has been on us to, to get the tickets sold, but <laughs> um, it's not like – we're trying to get butts in the seats. Our, our attendance has been phenomenal. There's yeah. other programs yeah, in the yeah. country right now that are struggling yeah. to get people in the stands. But um, 
it's just a chance to see some good good basketball. Uh, can you give me some perspective on Angel Reese? I mean, this is this feels like it's we're witnessing something that you'll will rarely ever see. Definitely, I it, it's something that I've never seen, um, and, and I've played with a lot of good players when I was in college, um, but she's a very very special kid, and it's on and off the court. Mm-hmm. Um, she's great in the locker room. She's one of our captains, um, and just to see what she's able to do on the court night in and night out. And there's nights where she might not have a great shooting night, but she's going to make sure she goes and gets every rebound. Um, Last night, they were very physical with her early in the game um, to a point where they probably wanted her to retaliate and maybe pick up a cheap one. Mm -hmm. Um, And she picked up one early, but that's been the coolest thing about Angel is her ability to stay composed, which maybe last year at Maryland she wasn't able to do. She didn't play as many minutes at Maryland last year because she was always in foul trouble. So it's been cool to see um, Angel's ability to keep a cool head in a hot game. Um, and it's only going to get chippier as we, we progress through the SEC season and into the NCAA tournament. Um, she's got to be able to keep a cool head. I thought your defense last night was really impressive. I thought your defense against Arkansas was, it was maybe spotty at times, but I thought it was the difference at the end. That's 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 our backbone, um, defense and rebounding. Um, and last last night, I mean, Alabama makes ten threes a game. They're a team that can really light it up if you don't guard. Um, but I think our physicality and our quickness on the perimeter, um, and our ability for our bigs to help um, on drives, that really set the tone and took Alabama out of their game. I mean, there were there were different possessions when we're on the bench and um, there's. 12, 10, 8 seconds left on the shot clock, and Alabama's not even in to their offense. They don't know what they're doing. They're scrambling, trying to get any sort of shot off. Um, and I think that's just a testament to, to how hard of defense we play and how much we emphasize defense because there's nights where we're not going to be able to make a lot of shots and, and we may not shoot a high percentage, but you're not going to win every game on offense. Yeah. You're going to win games on defense. And that was the case in the Arkansas game. We were scoring it just fine, but – our defense was really good, and Arkansas just happened to shoot 58% in the second half, and we were guarding them. They were just making shots. So mm-hmm. there's nights that our defense may be on and teams are going to make shots, but um, when we limit teams to one shot and then get out and go in transition, we could be really dangerous. The team looks like they have great chemistry. Looks like they very are, are well meshed together. Was there ever concern about that with the transfer portal and people returning and recruiting classes and all that stuff? I think there always is um, when you have nine new players, which is what we have this year um, from coming off a team last year that had five seniors that had been here for a while and um, kind of left their mark. But um, I think from September, mid-September, early October, um, we really made a point, made it a point of emphasis. Like the only way that we're going to be successful is we, if we all gel together. And you can say that it's not easy. Yeah. Um, but it's the buy-in that, that has been the most impressive. Um, you're talking, you've got kids from all over the world, really. We've, I mean, with Poa from Australia, and then you've got kids from the East Coast. You've got kids from the South. So, uh, And that, that have all been at different programs, whether yeah. it's the D1 level or JUCO. Um, they all come from different coaching styles, and their ability to listen to what Coach Mulkey has to say and, and buy into um, – what our team's trying to do and, and help build this culture. Cause this isn't a one year deal. This is something that we're trying to build long-term. This is going to be recruiting class after recruiting class, 
transfer portal after transfer portal um, to build kind of a monster. And the monster isn't only the product on the court. It's the fans in the stands. It's the buzz around the community. Um, And I think that's been the most impressive thing to see. I think last year um, you started to see it with the students. Students were like, oh, well, we've got a new women's basketball coach in town, new sheriff in town, Kramer Robertson's mom. We know what he did at Alex Box, but what's she going to be able to do at the PMAC? And slowly that student section started to build. Um, and then last year for those two NCAA tournament games, the student section was really rocking. And then you kind of hit a lull at the beginning of the season. You build it back up, and then Christmas break happens. All the students go home. So um, you struggle to get students at the games over the break. But then that Arkansas game, I mean, you look up and the student section's almost sold out. Yeah. And – Word around town is the student section will be rocking for that Tennessee game. So it's there's a lot of buzz on and off the court, and the chemistry has been great. And I think it's cool now for our girls is they're starting to gel as a group. They're also able to branch out and gel into the community and gel into the student section and become one with LSU's fan base. Right. So You knew her in Waco, right, mm-hmm. when you were at Baylor. Give me – what what is this? How, how has she gotten this momentum, this train moving at such a fast pace in just sixteen months in the direction that it is? I mean, you're a you're a top five program. You're probably a top three program mm-hmm. when it when when the new rankings come out. Um, it, it, this is the full Mulkey effect that LSU women's basketball is experiencing, right? Mm-hmm. I I think the thing that people don't know about Coach Mulkey is. She's very family-oriented. She she runs a very tight ship. She has high expectations for her people, but she doesn't have much turnover in her staff. I mean, Johnny's been with her. Johnny, who's our um, head dobo, um, he's been with Kim for 23 years. Jennifer's been with her 20-plus years. Um, Kaylin and Daphne are pushing 9, 10-plus years. Jordan's been with her 8 or 9 so you're seeing all these people on staff that have been with her for a long time. Then you add someone like Bob Starkey, who's been at LSU for 25 years, um, and then decided he wanted to come back home. Coach Rita's G. He's the best recruiter in the country, without a doubt. And you add someone like that, and then um, I just get to work with them every day. And <laughs> right. it, 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 I'm really spoiled because – I haven't gotten to experience what a lot of these coaches have. They've been to Final Fours. They've won national championships. They know how to be successful. They know how to sign top recruiting classes. Um, But being year two, I think you see how big of an impact one person can have on a program. And she built a monster at Baylor. There's no doubt about it. And I think I sent it yesterday to her. Yesterday was the first time in 47 years that a team from the state of Texas was not in the top 25. Wow. So you're telling me that she took a program that won nine ball games two years ago. We're 20 and 0 right now. You've got all the buzz in the state of Louisiana and you've put kind of the nation on notice. One person has a pretty big impact. For sure. Can you describe next year's recruiting class? Mm-hmm. How good they are? Yeah. I mean, um, no, but I mean like it's, it's embarrassing how good they are, right? <laughs> right. And it's it's once again, it's it's very special because you got the number one player in the country, just happens to be from the state of Louisiana. And you wanna keep that type of talent in this state. Um and Michaela's a, a girl that she could probably play significant minutes on this year's team, which yeah. 
is scary because right. we've got a very, very good team this year. Um, she's a special kid, comes from a great family. Um, and then you've got the two two kids from the web school, Angelica and Aaliyah, um, who uh, Angelica has really been, been playing well. Um, at the guard position, then Aaliyah's. I saw a full court bounce pass she mm-hmm. made the other day, coach. Yep. That was it was like Chris Paul esque. Yeah. No, she she's the real deal. Um, and Aaliyah, she's one that number one post player in the country, and she's got great size. She's going to get here and be able to play with Angel um, for at least a year, hopefully two. Um, and then Janae, um, a big big guard, tall, lanky, um, can shoot it. So we've got a special class, and we might not be done. You never know. Wow. We could add, we could add a few more pieces. Michaela is she's the first to come through here that's been ranked that high since Simone, mm-hmm. and Simone created a buzz around this community and program that I think you know forever will live on. Mm-hmm. What's what's it like recruiting a player of that caliber and then ultimately landing somebody like that? Well, it starts with the relationships you build with them when they're really young. And Coach was able to build a relationship with Michaela when she was young um, and not sure if she would have gone to Baylor if if Coach was still at Baylor. But um, I think it was kind of a full circle moment. Um, and I'm not sure if the picture's even gotten out yet, but when Simone was giving her speech before the statue unveiling, there was a little reception in our practice facility and Michaela and her family um, kind of had walked in. And Coach Mulkey made it very clear that she didn't want to be front and center for that. She was not the coach when Simone was there. Coach Starkey was on staff, so she asked Bob to give some remarks and talk about Simone. But it was really cool to see Michaela literally sit yeah. on Coach Mulkey's lap or in a chair very close to Coach Mulkey's lap. And just the two of them being able to share that moment – almost like this could be you. You you are the in-state local kid that could do something really special here. I mean, she just scored her 2,000th point um, up at Parkway. She's had a great high school career, um, hoping she makes a deep run in the playoffs, but we're ready to have her. Yeah. We cannot wait for her to be in that purple and gold um, and, and part of this program. Yeah, it's incredible to watch. Um, is there any that, – that- do you feel the town buzzing about this South Carolina road trip? Or is that too far to look ahead for somebody on staff? Um, you've got to look ahead. It's hard not to. It's human nature to, to see um, what lies ahead. Everyone's talking about it. We're the only two teams left in the NCAA that are undefeated. Um, but you got to take it one game at a time. And like I texted you last week, I, I didn't want to come on the show unless we beat Bama. Yeah. Because that was the most important game. Now, most important game is Tennessee. And – um, we all know what lies ahead. Super Bowl Sunday, um, ESPN game, but it's just another game. Yeah. And I think we've got some some buses that are planning on going up there. Um, we're taking a lot of fans. It's going to be a hostile environment, but at the end of the day, it's another game. Yeah. And we'll have a game plan for it, but um, no doubt there's some buzz. <laughs> and we've we've had that date circled, but – yeah. It, it doesn't mean anything unless we take care of business and the games leading up to that. It's a good answer, young coach. <laughs> it's how much is how much is the experience factor for you in in working in this program 
can you feel day in day out um it's a bit overwhelming um i actually it was it was fun because well it wasn't fun the outcome tennessee came to town and beat our men's team on mm -hmm. saturday but i played for coach barnes my freshman year at texas wow. um and got to spend some time with him after the game and just kind of reminisce on some things because he got fired after my freshman year and um we kept in touch via text and call whatever but Last year was the first time I had seen him since he got fired um, when we went up to Knoxville. So um, just getting to talk to him and continuing that relationship because he's been a mentor of mine kind of from a distance. But um, I, got a, I got a reassuring text from him the other night that um, told me that I'm working for the right person and getting to learn from Coach Mulkey every day. Um, and like I said, she holds us to a very high standard and accountability is – probably the most important thing with her um it's it's a lot because i am the youngest one on the staff um but getting to learn from a hall of famer and someone who has been to the top as a player as an assistant coach as a head coach as an olympian um she's done it she's done it all and there's no one else in this industry that i'd want to work for and the fact that i'm getting to experience it in her home state yeah that makes it even more special because living in Waco, growing up around her, growing up with Kramer, uh, my brother and Kramer and all our friends, we all played sports together. We always, oh, she's Kim Mulkey. We would, I, I've been at all three of her final fours, um, all three of her national, or all three of her national championships, sorry. Um, so I, I've gotten to witness it kind of on the outside looking in, but now that I get to be a part of it every day and kind of see how it runs, um, it's making the experience very special. Yeah. Keep them hot, Coach. Y'all are on a tear. 20-0 right now after last night's win over Alabama. They will host Tennessee on Monday night in the Maribyrn Center, what is set to be a very incredible uh, environment. Get your tickets down because they will not last long. Joe Schwartz, who's the Assistant Director of Basketball Ops over with LSU Women's Basketball uh, with this. Uh, the brand is on fire right now. It's great to see you, man. Thanks for coming in. Thank you all for having me. Let's – Let's rock out on, on Monday night, national audience. I think it's an ESPN2 game. Yep. Um, and let's just keep that the best home court in the country um, at the PMAC. We will be back and close it out here on the Jordy Collada Show, driven and powered by Go Chevrolet. All right, welcome back here to the Jordy Collada Show, driven and powered by Go Chevrolet. Shout out to our guy, Coach Jimmy Burrow, for stopping by and giving us a little insight to this week ahead for the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow as they get prepared for an AFC title game. And then Joe Schwartz, who's the assistant director of basketball ops with Kim Mulkey and the LSU women's program over at, uh, at LSU as the Tigers. Coming off of a very impressive Alabama win last night, they will look ahead to Tennessee coming in 
on Monday night. Get your tickets now. It's going to be a uh, it's going to be a hard sellout here pretty soon uh, for LSU ladies versus Tennessee coming up on Monday night. Uh, shout out to them for stopping by. Shout out to all of our sponsors out there, R&B Builders. Remember bringing you back our podcast. If you want to hear the audio only version of this show, that is available for you anywhere that you get your podcast from. Shout out to Barker Brothers Plumbing and Works, Katie's Restaurant and City Cafe as uh, they bring it to you daily here on uh, on the Jordy Collada Show. Nick Diaz coming up this afternoon at 3 o'clock. Make sure and tune in to Out of My League. That'll be at 3 o'clock this afternoon, giving you anything that may happen between now and then. Hit the like button, share button, comment button. We'll be back with you tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Tomorrow morning's mailbag, don't forget. Mailbag. 225-229-7741. Have Leave to take those voicemails. Suck.